Welcome to the Story Monster Podcast. Greetings, I am your host, the Cinematic Witness and Herald of the Story Monster. Today we have a guest returning to the podcast. He is a fellow artist and fan of all nerdy teens. Ladies, gents, and other, I introduce to you the Duke of Dynamism, the Captain of Color Theory, the fantastic Ryan Robinson. Oh, I like that intro. That was a good intro. I like that. That was great. That was a good intro. How are you, man? I'm good, man. You know, I'm up on Sunday recording, back at it. Mm -hmm. How are you? Um, I'm exhausted, but I'm here. Um, I'm doing okay overall. Um, I'm just finishing up stuff. project i've been working on forever just closing that out i'm trying to get that done as quickly as possible and then you know getting back to my life <laughs> getting you want to elaborate on that <laughs> um i'm finishing a book um for the, the third book to the adventures of nicole and Ohea. um mm-hmm. so that is being completed the art is fully com- almost fully completed and almost done so I'm trying to finish the last couple pages to that book today and really just close that chapter down. Um, this book has been a very extensive, very, uh, you know, monotonous, <laughs> like 32 illustrations, heavily detailed. I think I've put too much into this that I shouldn't have. You know what I mean? <laughs> but once I start it, it's like you can't yeah. mess up the look of the book. So it's 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 taken longer than i thought um and i thought i would be okay but it's it's not it's a it's a it's a beast it's heavy <laughs> oh i look forward to checking that out you know I, I gotta get the other collections too um catch up you know i guess get all three books will it be in a volume um i'm sure she'll be doing uh a three book bundle you can mm. do um but yeah this is the third chat the third chapter and then it's going to be, I think, a total of 12 books. So the fourth one will be started coming probably next year. So, oh, we moving that. fast. <laughs> yeah, we're we're like pumping out books like every year or yeah, depending on what. So like we just got done completing the last one last year and then I'm on this one this year. This one should come out probably in the next six months physically or eight, depending so no later than the beginning of the new year um, or spring of the new year or something around there. Yep. Are you doing the pencils and colors for this book? All of it. All of it. Land all that. So like the first book was pretty graphic because I was following a different illustrator um, for the first book. She was very like flat and very like, you know, and then I had to keep that kind of look, but put a little bit of me in there. And then now I have free reign. So what I did was pushed it. Like I pushed it up a notch, notch. So all the backgrounds, all the stuff have depth 
like dynamics, all kinds of stuff. So it's it's to the point where I'm like, I might have did too much. <laughs> so it's like it's like that. Yeah, but it's it looks good. I'm happy with it. Is it one of those situations where um, you know, you look at something in the background and you notice something new every single time? Yeah, like I've been looking at the same illustrations for probably the last six to seven, like six months. And like, you know, majority are completed, but like there's a lot going on into the page. There's like six to seven figures. There's four figures always on a page. It's it's a lot of work. And I didn't really factor in like, oh my goodness, I still have to draw people out. Like when I'm painting like this huge landscape and I'm like, oh, I still have to draw people into this. So it's just like, it's a lot, um, but I'm just really hoping to get it done and really close that chapter because I feel like I've been doing it for just too long. And like, for me, it's just like, it's now becoming like, I'm not, I'm still having fun, but I'm like not enjoying it as much as I did when I first started it. So I just want to close the book at this point. Um, because it's such a it's a, such a a beast at this point. Because like I said, I think I I took it up way too much. Like, and it looks beautiful. I'm really proud of it. I'm really really proud of it. I put my foot into it, but like I'm ready to take my foot out. <laughs> so, are you taking a break? Like, you know, not just in between pages, but you know, as far as like looking at it. Oh yeah, I've taken a couple, yeah, here and there, but like, I think for me, like when you have like on top of my nine to five, when I'm mentally exhausted from that, and then I have to work on something, it's, it becomes more kind of like, worse time for myself. It gets to that point where you're like losing time for yourself, and then you're starting to be like, you're just always tired, you know? So like, that's where it becomes like, where, where do we set the line? Because to me, like, I enjoy my art and I'm, I'm really in love with this book. And I think people are going to love it, too. It's very different. It's dynamic. I mean, we have battle scenes in this book. Like, it's yeah. so like it's very, very. It's a lot in there, but I think for me and for a children's book, it doesn't feel like a children's book. That, that's that's the beauty of it, you know, so I think that's where it sets it apart. I think for me, it's just me wanting to give the best product possible. And I got to remember to myself, like, you, you got to take care of yourself too at the same time. Absolutely. You know, mentally. You know, I, I remember, you know, looking at some of the pages and, and sketches you shared with me and my mm -hmm. mind immediately was transported to Narnia. It was transported yeah. to the Grimm brothers. Mm -hmm. It's very tale. Goonies. It's yeah. very, like, Those it's very old Goonies tales of caution. Like, Order the Rings kind of feel to it. And like, yeah, it's exactly. It feels like Narnia because you go to a different place. You literally go to a different place in this book. And then you come out on to a different place when you leave the book. So it's very dynamic. It's incredibly dynamic. And I'm really proud of it. I, I, I really am. It's just at this point, I'm like, God, I've been looking at this for a little bit now. It's, it's time to close up shop. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's important to always be able to, you know, pull yourself back um, literally so you can mm -hmm. see the bigger picture. Because sometimes, you know, whether it's writing or illustrating, 
you look at the same thing so long, you, you become blind to some of the flaws or areas of improvement. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and like you said, just maintaining that one example in particular, I was working on a short story and I just I was just like, yeah, this shit a banger. Like motherfuckers about to, you know, they go lose their minds when they read this. Right. I was so hyped. I was on the third or fourth draft and I shared it with a few people to read it and give feedback. And they highlighted several glaring problems with the narrative and i was so embarrassed like that really does not make sense how the hell did i jump to this scene so quick but i should have took a break and and, you know really looked at it from a different perspective and and that's i figured i thought pages for me were gonna make i'm gonna take about maybe two days on a page maybe but then pages turned into like i'm working on a page for five or six or seven days you know and i'm just like why is this taking so long? but then i understand why it's taking so long because there's texture death water rocks like temples like things i'm building here coral reefs monsters octopuses water 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 like water is everywhere in this book yeah and that's the thing like it's like you got to take a break come back to it and really look at it with a fresh pair of new eyes it's cool that you got that feedback though. <laughs> like hey, it's time to get that it was a learning experience it's not good working in the silo yeah you know you talk about hard work you're working on a new kickstarter project that is correct sir I mean, it's live right now, entitled The Art of Ryan Robinson, Volume 1. Tell the listeners what it's about and how many years of hard work went into this project releasing right now. Yeah, my uh, it's called The Art of Ryan Robinson, Volume 1. It is currently live on Kickstarter right now. We are about 80% funded at this current time. It's only been up for two days. It will be two days today. It launched on Friday. Um, and it'll be two days, I think at 6.30 today. Um, so it's, it, it's kind of like, a, I, <laughs> here's the thing. I would have never done this. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. I would never do this because I just didn't have it in me. My friend, Michael Watson, my colleague, my, my brother got me into this. He's the publisher and creator of Freestyle Comics and he runs his own, um, comic uh business and he's like let's do an art book i'm like mike what are you talking about like what what are you talking about i'm not doing an art book no he's like you're gonna do an art book i'm like no no i'm not like i'm not doing that (laughs) he's like and he's like oh yeah yeah you are it's gonna get done and i'm like give me give me your best your best pieces and i'm like what are you talking about he's like we're doing it i'm like fine so i agreed to that it is definitely michael <laughs> yeah, so and i was like okay so and then he paired me with an incredible designer named austin Bynes. he also goes by zach um and then like it was like a match made in heaven and like it was just like i took all the work i've done for like the past i think four or five years since i think 2018 um, and then we culminated into like a book of like a, a curator would do like for a museum. So like the, the book looks like you're going into a museum, but 
like each dynamic of the page that you turn you're into like a new new experience so it almost feels like you're like in a rick and morty episode but you're in a museum so it's kind of like it's really really wild but it's dynamic at the same time graphically um he did a really good it's wonderful it, like it's a throwback to, it's a love letter to fandom and to my nerdum and things that I love. I'm a big horror fan. So like you know, there's a horror section in there of all my illustrations that I've done. And you know, we have, have television, comic book, variant covers I've done for FSK. All kinds of stuff is in there. It's a love letter primarily to things that I love that I put together and it's something that I'm really, really proud of. Um and just the show and my experience of how I've grown with art over the years as well. You know, I didn't do art for a long time. I took a break for about 10 years, got back into it around 2016, um, and then started learning, you know, how to traditionally paint digitally on a digital platform by using my fine art techniques. And, you know, I've developed my own style over the period of time for over the past, uh, six or seven years and it's just kind of a style that I've stuck to um, that I can definitely say that, that I can call my own you know there's many people out there who have specific styles that I really really love there are some people that you know I do admire and love their work but as over the period of time that I started to curate my own style through you know digital art and through traditional art as well it's something that i've grown accustomed to for myself and you know and people have gravitated towards it and have liked it and I, you know and that's weird to me because <laughs> why is it weird i don't know how to take a compliment because you know you always have that self-sabotage thing that you have as an artist i think everybody has it as a creative or an artist or as a writer or as any specific genre that you go into when you're a creative and, and like the art of ryan robinson volume one is just a fantastic book like the book looks like like i told zach i was like i want it to look like the orange from Neverending story oh my god oh like the, the cover it looks like that so like that's what i love about it like then you open a book and it takes you through the museum of my art and stuff and like each chapter has its own section but each chapter is different so it's a very fun experience like it's a fun book and i don't think any art book looks like mine <laughs> i can tell you when i looked at the kickstarter page you know i was debating i'm like am i gonna support it now I'm gonna wait till I get my next check, or you know, I'm just gonna wait to the 11th hour. But when I saw the Kickstarter, and, and and I'm a fan of your art, I've been following your art, you know, um, since we connected on Facebook, and I was like, yo, this is a fever dream of classical art and high concept fantasy. So when you said never in this story, I was like, yes, of course, it only makes sense. Um, the art is amazing. I recommend anybody listening, go check it out, you know, as soon as possible. You know, those stretch goals going to be popping up soon. Get in on the action now because it is just amazing. FSKGo.com.
Follow the Story Monster on Facebook.com slash The Cinematic Witness and on Instagram at Instagram.com slash The underscore Story Monster and on Twitter.com slash The Story Monster. Do you like what you're hearing? Consider making a contribution with listener support by clicking the link in the description. A dollar can go a long way, but a like and share can go even further. Thanks for listening. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy about it. It's exciting. It's crazy at the same time, but it's incredible. Yeah. Speaking of incredible, you know, there's been, I would like to say a reemergence of sorts um, in the horror genre. Um, Mm -hmm. You said you're a fan yourself. So... I'm curious, you know, it doesn't have to just be horror, but I'm just curious. What have you seen lately? Movies, TV show, anime, have at it. Share with listeners what you've been experiencing. Lately with horror, um, talk to me. We, I went to go check out. Um, I enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, A24 brings yeah. out the bangers. All right. Uh, A24 is one of the most magnificent studios of all time. You know, that's where I get my green indie, you know, but Talk to Me was just a basic predictable plot, which I did not enjoy. Um, but overall, like as a, as a horror fan, it, it's delicious. Um, it has all the right beats. I'm glad it's getting a sequel. Um, but for me, like I like, I like stakes. I like unpredictability. You don't get any of that in Talk to Me, unfortunately. Um, but it's it's something that you can enjoy as a horror fan. You know, um, I really want the root to go back. I need something where I need stakes. I need classic horror. You know, I want you know, emotion tied to a death. Like when somebody dies, you don't you don't feel that anymore and poor anymore. Like I want I want grave robber deaths. I want stuff Damn. like that. Oh! <laughs> I didn't expect that kind of death. You know? You know? I don't know if I'm gonna go see the last voyage of Demeter. I'm glad that Dracula is practical. I haven't um, seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. It comes. I think. I think it's out right now. I haven't seen it yet. But I don't know if I'm gonna check it out because you know the reviews haven't been so hot for. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews about service. it. Um, and like to me, I don't know how you can make a two-hour movie out of one chapter of a book. That's gonna be interesting, you know. So I feel like for me, like I just like the way Dracula looks. You know, it's very kind of like a combination of like underworld and like Ram Stoker's combined. Like it's really Nosferatu. Yeah, it's really cool looking. I like the way he looks. You know, I hope like by the end of the movie, like he'll take a like an almost human form kind of thing. That would be dope. But yeah, it would. It would not be predictable. It wouldn't be predictable at all. I just like I feel like sometimes horror right now is getting a little monotonous with the same tropes and I just wish like I could have something that would change the script 
I am checking out the new Exorcist movie when it comes out. That looks fun. It looks fun, but I don't want it to be a cliche on the original movie because you just can't replicate that. No one can replicate that. What um, movie is that? Uh, the new Exorcist movie. Oh, oh, the Exorcist Believer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that and looks now, intense. I think October 13th, so that looks fun. Um, and then I'm looking forward to Mike Flanagan's new show, um, The House of Usher, which looks really, really good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so that's what I'm really looking forward to in the horror aspect of genre for myself. Um, so, because I love Mike Flanagan, like Midnight Mass is one of the best television shows I've seen in probably the last 20 years. Yeah, but like, I just need, I need stakes. I've been saying that for a while. I need stakes in all genres. Like, I'm not getting none of that. Like, it, there's, nothing's happening. Like, it's just boring. <laughs> I can attest to that. I recently watched Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. The review is available on the storymonster.com. And I did not feel like there were any stakes, not just in that show, but in the storyline of Secret Invasion. Like you said, there are no stakes. And yeah. it, it and bothers that, me. Yeah, it irritates me because this is like Nick Fury. He's been around for the whole entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is going on since 2008. It will be 20 years. Like, this is the 13th year or 14th. I don't even know anymore. Um, and, like, he gets his own show, and that's what you do. You you give him a show where he is a terrorist, and, like, and but yet he's fighting to for the scrawls. Like, but there's no stakes. Maria Hill getting killed, I felt no, nothing from it. Maria Hill's been around since the beginning as well. And I'm just like, what? And then you have a rebel scroll named Gravik because he's upset because he doesn't have his own world or Nick Fury didn't find a world. Well, we him. don't really know why he's upset because the series like, doesn't don't get explore an answer behind the any of that. Like, what else happened to him? Why is he like this? Why is he this way? Why is he so set to destroy the human race? We don't know. None of that is explained, you know? And I think for me, it's lazy writing. Like, these Marvel shows are so lazy and short. These shows should be 10 to 15 episodes for a plot point. Don't get me wrong, Secret Evasion has one of the best scenes I've seen in Marvel for the last 20 years. What scene are you referring to? Nick Fury is talking to his wife with the beloved poem. That that, that whole thing was delicious. But I think for me, Secret Invasion is lackluster. That finale was so predictable, it hurt. Like, it was to the point where I'm like, what is, where, where are we going? Like, what is the point of this show? Like, did we really need this show? Like, did we need this? Like, I don't see how, like, this is going to culminate into another chapter into the Marvel thing. Like, the overall Marvel arc. Like, I did enjoy me some Olivia Coleman, though. She was fun. Oh, yeah. You know, it's always a pleasure to see her. Uh, I'm a big fan of her work. Um, Over on the BBC. 
and um you know the the drama and suspense mystery shows and the politics shows i don't feel like she's playing the same person i feel like they wasted her and they could have given her more to work with oh god yeah you know, at the time i wondered like why is she even here exactly like, you know and, and that's what and that's what bothers me about these shows like i only like two marvel shows like on like the top tier list that is WandaVision, because why WandaVision was so good is because you couldn't guess what was going to happen next. And Miss Marvel, like that whole narrative and character development of that individual and that hero, one of the best, If I would say if you're a writer, watch the show. <laughs> like <laughs> for narrative reasons, for character development, establishing a character from point A to point B to point C. And pacing like, is impeccable. Pacing in that show is incredible. Like, I just think for me, these shows are not good. They're short. There's not enough meat in them. You can't connect with these characters. I couldn't connect with Gaia, whoever that person was. Like, I couldn't connect with her. Like, the only people I could connect with is Nick Fury and Talos. Like, everybody and, else. And Talos wasn't even supposed to be a good guy air quotes they took a person and, and made them an ally i guess to kind of throw our scent off i don't know even if you're not a fan of the comics if you watch the animated series you kind of neutered um one of your big bads and then you try yeah. to replace them with the ancillary character and give them no background like you know i'm not an advocate for you know trauma but it's like if graphic was severely beaten or abused by humans as a child or that would make like, more sense it would but you know you don't have that he's always been with the scrolls so it doesn't make sense to me like none of it made sense to me like i didn't see the reason like for his the whole thing you know and i think that's where marvel needs to really assess what they're doing and where they're going because right now, I do believe superhero fatigue is going to set in because we're not getting interesting stories. Not to mention, no one's dying. That's another thing. No yeah. one's dying. We're and, not killing And them. they haven't developed enough characters to build them up so that they can kill off major characters. Because mm -hmm. I feel like you, we shouldn't have to wait to tent level films to see deaths, only for them to be retconned in the third act of that same film we Thank need you. to have new characters emerge speaking of content being put out i'd like to know what it is you're looking forward to for 2023 the haunting in venice a movie set in the same universe as murder on the orient express hunting in venice looks fun has a great cast um really looking forward to that i'm also looking forward to um that new son of denzel washington i don't know his name uh it's, I think the it's creator called. creator that looks fun that looks fresh smart inventive that's the movie i'm really looking forward to um i think for me game wise i can't wait to play boulders gate three uh Baldur's Gate is what I'm really looking forward to. Um, that is something that I really want bad right now. And Mortal Kombat 1. 
Um, those are the two big games. Oh that my I god, I got chills play. just thinking Anything about the fatalities. Did you see all of the character reveals? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't even know who, who's going to be my my main because they all look so good. Uh, so it's going to be difficult. Um, but Baldur's Gate 3 is re- like a role-playing game that I'm really looking forward to. Like, I love role-playing games. I've had a good role-playing game in a long time. This is something that I want. <laughs> yeah. What console um, do you play on mostly? Uh, PS5. Um, it, will, it will be available for PS5 on September 6th. I don't know about Xbox um, or anybody, anything else at this point, but I think it's only for PC and PS5 right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, bet. I, I'm such a, a Mortal Kombat stand, bro. I don't even mm-hmm. have a PS5, and I pre-ordered the Collector's Edition for September with the Liu Kang statue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, how serious I take Mortal but Kombat. That looks good. Like, this is a Mortal Kombat game I haven't felt really excited about for a long time. Like, I love 11. 11 was fun. Um, but it didn't hit like how like nine was. Nine had an epic good story. Like, but like one, this one looks very different. The tone of it is different. I love the way it looks. The stages are incredible. It just feels lush. It just feels good. Like it feels like a good fighting game for once. Like, and they're bringing back like three D error characters that I'd never known. Because I didn't, I didn't play at that time. I'm like old, old school. Like I am classic Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so like I didn't really get into the 3D era of like the system of that that time. So what brought me back to Mortal Kombat was Mortal Kombat Nine. Like I didn't play Armageddon, Deception, any of that shit. So like you didn't miss uh, too much. It's <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, but um, I'm looking forward to it. It looks really, really good looks really good just like the art of ryan robinson volume one (laughs) looks great um i'm I'm assuming volume two is coming next year well i just it depends on where we want to take it i know that you know by like depending on how much work i would have um by that there'll be a volume two for sure um, it's just at this point in time, volume one is a slice of me. It is really a part of me. I think for me as as an artist, it's just it shows where I've come and where I'm going, kind of thing. So that's that's where I that's what I love about this book. Like you can get an introspect of how I think, what was, and then where I'm going. That's that's what I love about this book. So I think for me, like when you like when you go to my Stranger Things section, like you're transported to like to the upside down. Like we wanted to make it look like it, you're in the upside down kind of thing, but you're still in a museum. Good choice. So like that's the thing. Like it's fun, but yet it's exciting at the same time. So I'm just really happy that it's 80% funded. Um, I, I once we hit goal, we'll start doing stretch goals. Um, you can go to fskgo.com to back it or share it. All the support will be greatly appreciated at this point in time. I'm really, really excited about it. Let people know where they can follow your adventures online. Definitely. 
Um, you can find me at Facebook at Ryan Robinson. You can find me on Instagram at R squared two four eight. You can find me at the Art of Ryan Robinson uh, or the Art of Ryan Robinson on TikTok. Um, those are the only socials I do believe I use. I don't believe I use anything else. Most majority of the thing you can find me at is Facebook because I'm old. So <laughs> you're a seasoned veteran. That's how seasoned. we like to describe it. A lot seasoned. of good black seasoning on there the flavor yes. and the spice you know what Season. i'm saying yes <laughs> well thank you ryan robinson for coming on to the story monster podcast and blessing Definitely. us all with your presence i look forward to seeing your work sharing it and i'm you know i'm excited for what is to come looking forward to the, the second interview with the vampire podcast oh yeah oh yeah for sure for sure for sure <laughs> tune in subscribe to the newsletter for more until next time there are tales to be told and i will bear witness Follow the Story Monster on Facebook.com slash The Cinematic Witness and on Instagram at Instagram.com slash The underscore Story Monster and on Twitter.com slash The Story Monster.